0: Welcome to the Make Better Photos and Videos Podcast. I'm your host, Ross Chevalier. This episode is brought to you as a result of a conversation on the Kelpie One community and some exhortation by members Fernando and Kevin. You know who you are. Welcome to episode 101. In this episode, we're going to talk about making sense of neutral density filter numbering and naming. Of the two filters that every image maker really should have and can benefit from, neutral densities are the other one. First, of course, being the polarizer. Whether we're trying to reduce light in order to get slow shutter speeds and create some motion blur, or we're trying to reduce light To enable wider apertures and shallower depth of field, there are all kinds of use cases for a good quality neutral density filter or set of neutral density filters. When we go out to shop, we find ND filters in either the screw-in or drop-in type, drop-in being they're going to go into some kind of filter frame that is attached to the lens. Sometimes we can even find variable neutral densities of the screw-in type although all but the very expensive tend to be um, crap. They're going to add more a and some really nasty color shift. What messes up more buyers than anything else is the non-standard way of naming these neutral density filters and the resulting confusion over how much cut a neutral density filter provides. Back in the olden days NDs were simply defined by the amount of EV exposure value reduction that a filter provided. Understanding them was simple. A 3 EV neutral density cut the exposure by wait for it 3V or three stops as we may better name things in our common nomenclature. Some makers even went so far as to say that a filter was a two-stop ND right on the package. And that was nice and easy to understand. But there are different schemes. One of the ones that we encounter is the numbering scheme where the density of the ND filter, the neutral density filter, was counted in units of 0.3. Thus, when we went out to get a three-stop cut, we had to find and know to buy an ND 0.9. Now the problem with that is if you came from the stop counting method, an ND 0.9 sounded a lot like an ND filter that offered less than one stop of cut. And due to no consistency in naming or measurement, it may well have been less than one stop. No standards. Manufacturers all around the world. Who the hell knows what's going on? This numbering method is not just Pulled out of the air. It's based on something called the optical density, which is in turn based on something called fractional transmittance. Dan Carr over at Shuttermuse.com has written a really good article on this subject, as well as having produced a very nice PDF table to help you decode this and other naming conventions. I'll put a link to his page in the podcast description. I have to thank him very much for his diligence in this matter. His article's well written, it's easy to understand. And because he's done such great work, I don't have to do it again and go through the math to explain how the values are obtained and can therefore keep this episode a lot simpler. But wait, there's more! Because photographs and videos are essentially two-dimensional spaces, there is, wait for it, yep, that's right, Yet another counting method that uses the number 2, representing two dimensions, raised to the power of the amount of EV reduction. So in this case, a 3EV neutral density filter would be expressed as 2 to the power of 3. And we know this to be 2 times 2 times 2, and that equals 8. Thus, we might find a maker deciding to call their 3-stop ND filter, an ND eight, because that makes sense to them. I do understand how these numbers are all achieved. I suspect that the reasons are as much or more marketing related than they are science related. I mean, think about it. An ND 1000 sounds like a truly powerful ND filter, which in fact it is. The problem for many people is when it comes to calculating the exposure when the ND is fitted because we work in increments of stops, so we need to know what the nomenclature on the filter that we have purchased means in terms of stops. And this takes us back to the olden days when makers understood that simple to understand was a real value proposition, and only real photo geeks wanted to know the transmission factor of a six-stop ND filter was 1.56 percent. We tend to think in stops, so stops are easiest for us to follow. Later on we saw some makers give marketing names to filters like Big Stopper. Ooh, that must be better than a Small Stopper, or a Little Stopper, or whatever doesn't sound like Big. Then came the Superstopper, which, depending on your cultural biases, could be more or less than big. Yuck! I do wish that the industry could get its collective heads unstuck from where they appear to be rammed and just go with a single measurement model. Our cameras work in EV, our exposure compensation works in EV, so why not our ND filters? Don't forget to head over to Dan's site and download his handy PDF. Remember, look in the description for the link. Put that PDF on your smartphone when you're shopping for or using ND filters. Speaking of that, it's a good idea to have an ND filter calculating app because very often we're going to be going into shutter speeds longer than what our cameras can naturally do. And sometimes our ability to do math in our head may not be optimal. So a tool that I've found that I like a lot is called ND timer. Please. I understand that there are a ton of these things. This is the one I use. If you want to use something else, crazy guns, have fun, enjoy. But I like ND timer because I simply do the calculation by entering the exposure that my camera wants without a filter, dialing in the number of stops, that my neutral density filter is going to cut light and it gives me an exposure time all things being equal. And I found that it works really, really well. This is pretty handy if you're doing very long exposures, say 10, 15, 20 minutes. Having this little timer calc makes your life easy. You don't have to prove how mathematically smart you are at minute and second math. Also do yourself a favor only by good ND filters. To say that there are a gazillion really crap neutral density filters out there is hardly exaggeration. I've found that for screw-on filters, I've never personally been let down by either B plus W or Heliopan. In fact, my Heliopan variable is the only variable that I've ever used that didn't produce really nasty results. The original Lee glass filters are good, but they do produce a color cast and their later IRND filters are better, but the pricing is, if I may say so, ridiculously high. Haida filters and breakthrough photography filters have been recommended by other creatives whom I trust and know. Scott Kelby has recommended Haida, Moose Peterson has recommended breakthrough photography, and I trust their work and I trust their experience. I in fact have a high to 15 stop large filter on back order at the moment because I needed something fit in my large filter holder to use with my Canon 11 to 24. Now once that comes in and I have a chance to work with it, I'm gonna be ordering a breakthrough photography 82 millimeter 10 stop for my lenses where I only use screw in filters. I just don't understand spending a lot of money on an excellent lens, only to put a crap filter in front of it. Now folks do ask about stacking filters. I'll be straight up with you, I don't recommend it. Even with excellent multi-coated filters, every time you add another air glass air transition, you're having refraction happen, and any loss that occurs in one of those instances gets multiplied with additional pieces of glass. You're far better off to buy the one filter that you want rather than to try to make one level of EV cut by stacking a bunch of others together. Don't forget, your quality polarizer is already cutting light by about two stops. So you may have no need at all to buy low density ND filters if you have no ND filters, but you do have your polarizer, why not start with a five or six stop version neutral density so you get the best return on your money. Now you may decide that you want one with more stops and that's cool. Most of the time, photographers who start using neutral density filters end up with two or three. Lastly, better filter makers are going to use brass for their filter rings. And the reason they do this is in order to help reduce binding of the filter to the filter mount ring on the lens. In fairness, binding is going to be more likely on lenses with plastic filter mount rings. But better lenses will use metal, and if you are really fortunate, it will be of the non-binding variety. Remember, there is no reason to torque the filter on really tight unless your goal is never to get the filter off. Barely finger-tight should be enough. Neutral density filters enable different use cases, and they can really help you be more creative in your image making. It doesn't mean that you're going to use it blindly, but like with all creative arts, if we go out and we create content with intent, we're going to get results that are likely to be more pleasing. Do you have an idea for an article, tutorial, video, or podcast? Do you have an imaging question unrelated to this particular podcast? Send me an email directly at ross at thephotovideoguy.ca or make a post in the comments on their website. When you do email your questions on any imaging topic, I will always try to respond within a day. If you live in Canada, please consider shopping with Henry's either in your local store or at www.henrys.com. Henry's doesn't have an affiliate program, so I'm not getting any compensation for this, but I found them to be a pretty credible retailer. If you're in the United States and shop with BNH Photo Video, please consider doing so through the link on the photovideoguide.ca because this actually does financially help support my efforts and has no negative impact whatsoever on your shopping experience. If you find the podcast, videos, or articles of value, please consider clicking the Donation tab in the sidebar of the website and buy me a coffee. Your donation goes to help me keep things running here. I'm Ross Chevalier. Thanks for reading, watching, and listening. And until next time, peace.